Welcome to Leadership on the Run, Episode 16, Improving Communications, or Why Can't They Understand Me? And Don't Talk to Me Like That. Today, just for fun, we're in parks in Australia at a radio telescope, listening to outer space. Leadership on the Run is a podcast series created by Alan Consulting Australia. With directors Janine Brown and myself, psychologist Paul Saunders, we're here to give you quick solutions and answers to the most common people leadership challenges in today's workplaces. We will inform, educate and inspire you so you can start living your people leadership potential today. We will talk you through the practical how-to instructions for mastering that challenge so you can level up your people leadership capability. Hi, Paul. How are you today? Fantastic. And great place to be in parks. I know, very flat running today, wasn't it? It was. It was good. <laughs> but that fits really well with the topic because, I mean, they're into communication in such a big way, in such a variety of ways, through higher level li- listening and um, wave frequencies. And the impression I got when I was speaking to them about how they operate, they're just so committed and passionate about their whole work of, uh, you know, satellites and talking to the outer space. They are. And speaking to scientists really links into what we're talking about today, doesn't it? Because they definitely have a different way of communicating to the rest of it. They Mostly you notice that they are very detail oriented and they give you a lot of detail when they, they speak. They? Yes, amazing how much detail they want to give, even if you don't want it. um, But that's right, it fits with the science of understanding how different people have different styles of communication based on the way their brain operates or, as we've talked about before, around preferences. You know, and we know this huge amount of tools such as the Maya Briggs, the DISC, OBQ, HPDI. I could go on, many <laughs> of them. And I think you've got an example we want to... Well, well, we'll get to that first, but the listening side of things, um, we did a bit of a challenge ourselves over the weekend about listening. One of the things we find is like the Centre for Creative Leadership identified as listening or that ability to communicate effectively is one of the top four skills needed for leaders today. True. These these communication skills are always important and they're getting more and more important. Now, I w- I've got a particular framework that I want to take people through today, Paul, called DISC. But um, you mentioned before in the intro, there's there's a few others that we could have used Yes. Look, there are quite a good few different tools out there which are linked to either personality profile questionnaires like the Maya Briggs type, and that's a nice, simple one to help look at communication. The Herman Brain Dominance one looks at and senses your brain preferences and it's a great sort of communication, right through to the Occupational Personality Questionnaire, which helps you look at your, your thinking styles and the way you actually operate. And look, there's even more. The thing is, it's just a matter of finding one that fits for you and your team and your organisation that's best to work with so you get a consistency around the messages and the way you're going to understand each other's communication style. So the languages are the same, which is really what this is all about, isn't it? So let's have a look at the DISC one, which is uh, four different components um, of the letters of the word DISC. So DISC D stands for dominance. Now, the behaviours, if you've got a person that um, you're trying to communicate with and you're finding it difficult and they're demonstrating these sort of behaviours where they're, they're... Often offending people, they uh, want they make really quick decisions. They don't like to talk too much. They take in information when it's presented in facts. They're not interested in anything else. Um, 
they get bored easily if people um, repeat information, then it's likely that they're they're going to come under this category of dominance. You know, they're into results, actions, and challenge. So they often talk really quickly. They're very decisive. You'll see them use their hands. They're very competitive. It's about getting the outcome. Yes. Let's get a win here. And you'll hear them talk like this really quickly, fast, factual. Give me the facts. Give me the numbers. I don't want to have a discussion how, how you're feeling about it. Let's just do it. That's right. Very direct like that they are and, and qu- can be quite challenging for people. So if you've got somebody like this that you're trying to make understand, the things that you need to do are, in fact, match that. Get to the point really quickly. Talk facts give them a big picture overview of what the outcome is going to be and what the decision is. Do not repeat yourself. They're the big things. So if I followed those things, I would match up to somebody who has that preference. Yes, and they would then understand what you're talking about. So therefore, it just helps them process that and match up to the means is that they would be willing to more agree with you, as that is, or be able to quickly then engage no. the communication effectively? This is not about influencing. This is just about communicating. So it may, um, it, it will help you get towards influencing, but we're really just talking about how to get them to understand so that, you know, everybody in your team will have a different preference for communicating. And you'll know that some of the team members that you have are easy for you to talk to and provide you know, provide an easy conversation. Others, you've really got to prepare and use a whole lot of energy to get them on board with what you've actually said. And that's how we're using this particular framework. And would it be fair to say that you, once you get on easy with in communicating, it's a fair chance you've got similar preferences? Um, if you don't have to think too much about it and use too much energy, absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And the ones you're finding more difficult, it may not be that it's, whether it's a like or dislike, they just have a different way of, of processing information yes. and communicating. Yes, that's it. So let's move on to the next one, which is um, me, exactly. This is the, the style that I have, which is an influencing style. So it's the eye of the DISC framework. And these people are always positive. They're always enthusiastic. They've got quite a social bias to their conversations. They really love a meeting, really love a brainstorm. And they're all about ideas, right? Um, so one thing that you need to remember about this is they hate being ignored and you not to interrupt them. They really you disturbs. You don't want me to interrupt you? <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't. I've got to go back to those listening techniques again. <laughs> that is correct. Take a so you know, like some of the things that you can do for people like this is to ask their opinion, their ideas, because they have opinions about everything, and you need to um, ask them for their ideas in whatever the topic is that you're talking about. So this is rather than talking about facts, I'm now going to present ideas and use brainstorming techniques yes. and engaging two-way conversation, a more collaborative process to get to the discussion outcome. Yes, and also present things in a positive light. So even if it could be a problem or a challenge, it's a matter of putting it in perspective of what can we do to make it work? That's what are the it. steps? And you're saying is listen, get people there who are influencers to share their ideas and then you've got to recognise them to show how those ideas could come to life. Yeah, recognition is really important to them. Um, not so much a status of a position but the recognition that they were influential in in helping that conversation or that finding that solution or their idea was used and it was, um, it was th- thought to be one that was um, helpful. Well, that was a good idea, Janine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the S in DISC is um, steadiness. And this this preference um, is around 
um, harmony. So if you've got a team member who just avoids conflict like the plague, who will not engage in um, any change activity or finds it extremely difficult to talk about change in a positive manner um, and will not um, confront or challenge any ideas that are different, they probably sit in this preference. These people... um, this preference um, in this framework of steadiness, they're all about loyalty and harmony and supporting other people and you would probably label them as the team player in your in your team. So they're important to have in the team. Absolutely. And you need that stability and they're the ones who will always be wanting to check in with others and see how they're going and supporting each other while everybody's working. Is that the sort of characteristics that come through in their communication style? Yes, but it's also about seeing um, the negative side of them. They'll withdraw if there's any any chance of offending people or if somebody else offends somebody, they will withdraw even if they're, you know, it's not about them. So if you see people in your team that are withdrawing whilst you're speaking and and then you just keep speaking at them because they're not understanding, it may be that you need to just stop and take a breath and and what you need to do is calmly and deliberately speak to the the actual topic, not the person. You might even have to apologise when you stop so that the offence is, you know, being taken care of. Um, or could you maybe check in with them about how yes. they're going with the meeting and the process so they can share where their feelings are? Is that a more feeling conversation? Um, it can be, but it would be something that you might need to read. They could be embarrassed to do that um, right there mm-hmm. and then. It, the idea is to calm them down and ask them how they can help others to uh, be involved in the conversation. How how would we get people to be involved in this conversation without confronting them or without that sort of approach? So, again, their communication style can be quite helpful in keeping the team positive and engaging because they're very much wanting to make sure everything's working well. Mm. Um, So as a leader, you just got to think about how you use that strength and knowing is that they won't be um, strong at possibly dealing with a difficult conversation. So how do you ensure that there's respect, maybe set up some ground rules about how the communication goes would help these people? Yeah, very much so. The, the thing that they need clarity on is your expectations of them and your expectations of the team because they will then work towards that. They will create harmony around those expectations. That's what they do. Okay. So that's how you um, can communicate. And, and above everything else, you need to be polite um, with these people and express interest in them sincere interest in them as an individual, as a person. You you need to provide some um, space and time for that. Okay. And these people, I imagine, would be very good with that listening technique you referred to. (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes. So conscientiousness, the C for DISC, is the final part of that framework. And um, in this one, this is all about the people, the scientists that we were just speaking about in parks. So uh, this particular preference is about, you know, showing or gaining knowledge, showing expertise or gaining expertise. And their biggest thing is they they love uh, accuracy, um, completeness, and um, no, it's not so much completeness, correctness. Uh, accuracy, quality, and correctness is their thing. Are these the people who have the list and like to tick them off? Yeah. So, and in their communication style, are they very detailed, are they? They're extremely detailed and they take a long time to make decisions because they want to get it right. 
perfectionists? They are perfectionists. Does that come out in their communication style, how they engage? Yes. They want to talk a lot about the cause and effect or the issue? They want to talk about each angle of things. So you can imagine these people with the D people who don't like any, they're complete opposites because the Cs repeat everything in several different ways well, so, that, so that you've got the whole perspective of a topic. So that's they're, they're objective thinkers, they're, um, they're practitioners and usually technically skilled um, because they want to learn everything or master everything about a particular topic. So their strengths are certainly in that they can be very conscientiously detail-minded, which means they're probably picking up all the maybe risk factors and they're very good at probably research and understanding. Produce a quality report. Produce quality, which is, I imagine, again, you need in that team. And the ability to communicate detail when there's complexity probably is relevant. I guess, as you said, how do they work with the other preferences to make sure the communication across a meeting and a leadership team would be workable. Yeah, it's hard for them to delegate. So if you're if you're noticing that somebody's it doesn't delegate work, it's also really difficult for them to compromise just for the good of the team. Like they're not going to be one for taking it for the team because they want things to be correct and right all of the time. So you need them to know sure that make sure that all the work and the way the people are working is very good and it's quality based and it's hopefully reaching high standards. And yet at the same time, you've got to encourage them to work with others who are looking for a bit more flexibility. That's right. You need to monitor just how much they're, they're tracking the correctness of it all because at some stage you've got to actually keep moving. So the way that you talk with these people is, again, with facts and allow the detail to come. So you need to demonstrate a lot of patience when you talk with these, um, this type of person and a, a fair bit of diplomacy because one of the things that they are fearful of is being criticised and not because they don't like feedback but because they've spent so much time and effort in getting things correct that if somebody criticises that, it really throws them. It's, it's like, so, well, hang on, I, I'm an expert. I should know that. It shouldn't be incorrect. So um, that's something that you need to watch. So could it be just the way you ask the questions or want to give the feedback? It's yes. the way you frame that up. So, again, it's that communication style, yep. how skilled I am I at reserving the type of person I'm dealing with and then what's my technique of asking questions or getting them to see some different perspective. So to is that a, a way, approach to make this work? Absolutely. And um, just minimise all the chit-chat because, you know, when you come into a room and you've got all of the um, influences, the enthusiastic ones that we spoke of there, there will be social chit-chat and conversation and humour and laughter going on, whereas these particular people find that quite uncomfortable. They'll want to get down to things quite quickly. So as a leader, if I'm communicating in a meeting, I need to ensure that it could be all these four types of uh, personalities or preferences and behaviour and communication, yep. and I need to ensure I'm meeting all those styles. Yep. So I'd help me tailor my communication on basis on times where I'm doing very enthusiastic conversations and two-way engagement, where I'm just doing facts, where I'm looking at actions, where I'm checking quality. You could do that and that would be fine or you could utilise their strengths to do those parts of the meeting. So Mm -hmm. the influencers could run the brainstorming idea session side of the meeting. You'd send out an agenda and some pre-reading for the the conscientious um, people and you'd make sure that the people for the steadiness people that they were, you know, looking after somebody and the new person in the room and um, that you told the the dominant people that this is what the meeting's about and these are the outcomes that we expect to achieve. 
and there you would have covered it all. So listening, number one. Sorry? <laughs> yes, listening number one. Listening number one is um, and puts you in the in the mindset. And in, if you follow a framework, and in this one it was the DISC framework, then you should be able to move people from don't talk to me like that to, oh, yeah, I got that. I can do that. Great. So it's, I like thinking where it's like, yeah, have a framework, and that gives me some structure to know how best to make it work and communicate effectively with lots of different people. Sounds cool. All right, let's Thank go. You. Cheers. Bye. You can gain more insights about this topic through our ebooks by going to our website, lnc.com.au. And feel free to chat with us and ask us any questions on leadership or give us your feedback through our website, lnc.com.au, or via our LinkedIn or Instagram. So until next time, do what you can to live your people leadership potential. Cheers. Cheers.